This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I'm good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. I'd like to thank Rabbi Sender Klein, our Baal for filling in for me this week at Shal Shuris. I will be away for Shabbos, but in my absence, he will deliver the Torah at Shal Shuris, and I thank him, and I appreciate his effort. In this week's parasha, we know Avram Avinu had a mission to find a shidduch for his son Yitzchak. His son Yitzchak needed a shidduch, a special shidduch, and a very particular girl. So Avram Avinu sends his, his Eved Eliezer, his right-hand man, to be the one to go find that special girl for Yitzchak. But if you look at the Pasuk, when he meets with Eliezer to discuss the shidduch for his son, Torah tells us, Avram tells his servant, the elderly of his home, who's in charge of all that he has. <coughs> he says to him, He says to him, I need you to swear to me that you will only take a wife from my son, from, from my family, and you will not take a wife from the women of Benoist Canaan. So Abraham Salavechik asks really two questions. First of all, why is the Torah giving us this background information to who Eliezer was? We know who Eliezer was. Why is it important for us to, re- to remind us of who he was? He was in charge of his home. And secondly, asked Rabbi Chaim Salvechik, if Eliezer is the same Eliezer we know of, and he is the Khan Beisai, and he is Moshe B'chal HaShallah, he does take care of all of Rav Avinu's business dealings, and he's his right-hand man, he is his CEO. So why did he have to make him swear? This man is in charge of everything Avram Avinu's been doing for years. Avram Avinu's, he's Avram Avinu's trusty, trusty assistant. So why the need to make him swear? He's been doing things for Avram Avinu for years. And all of a sudden now Avram Avinu demands of him to swear to prove his loyalty and his honesty. And Chaim Salavechik answers something so profound. He explains that in life sometimes we misvalue things. And things that are not so valuable, we value, and the opposite happens as well. He gives a beautiful marshal. He says, what happens if a person comes to a new town, coming to a new area, he's looking for a restaurant to eat. And he didn't really do his homework, his background, behind the kashras, the legitimacy of this restaurant. So he walks into the restaurant, he pops his head in, he sees, oh, there's, there's other Jews here, they look religious, I see other Jews that dress like me, well, that must be good enough. And then he looks at the two don, he says the name, and the name sounds Jewish, and he says, okay, I'm good to go, good enough for me, I'm ready now to eat. Yet the same fellow who's traveling to a new city because he's doing an unbelievable business deal, and he's researching his potential partners or his potential investors, he does a very different research before he figures out where he's going to spend his money. He double checks and triple checks and calls a million people and contacts before he just puts his money anywhere. Says Chaim Salavechik, what is the statement that this person is making? That means my money I'm much more careful with, I'm much more meticulous with. My Yerushimai, my Ruchnius, not so much. For that, I'll take superficial evidence. I'll take just a little bit of a proof. I see some yarmulkes in the restaurant. But for my money, no, 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 my money. I only trust my money when I do serious investigation and I come to the conclusion that it's safe. Says Chaim Salavechik, Avram Avinu had the exact opposite approach. Avram Avinu said, for my money... Uh, Eliezer's fine. 
I trust him. He can give away my money. He can spend it. He can invest it. I trust him 100% with my money because it's just money. It's not that important to me. It's not my life. It's not my essence. It's not who I am. It's not what I am. But I trust him. He's a good guy. He's proven his loyalty. He's proven his honesty. We've been working together for so many years. <clears throat> so no need to make him swear. However, says Reb Chaim Salvation, now we're dealing with much, much more important matters. Now we're dealing with the future of Kla Yisrael. We're dealing with spirituality. For spirituality, we take no chances. For spirituality, we require swearing. For spirituality, we need to know for sure. We can't just rely on, yeah, I think, maybe, possibly, no, no, no. There's too much at risk, there's too much at stake when it comes to the future of his children and Kla Yisrael. And therefore, says Reb Chaim Salvation, that's why he demanded despite the fact that he trusted him completely. But of matters of spirituality, you can never be sure enough. And I think this is really telling us that sometimes in life our values get somewhat messed up, confused. We spend so much time valuing something and realizing maybe later that's not really where we should put our time, our effort, and our focus. It's not that important. But however, matters that really do matter, and they make a difference, very often get overlooked. And just with basic, basic information, we're willing and we're ready to make drastic decisions. One of the things that has been coming out over the last month with the situation in Eretz is that a lot of us are waking up and realizing what really matters and what doesn't matter as much as we thought it did. We thought that our differences in ideology is the biggest thing in the world. You believe in that and I believe in this and forget it. We can never cross, we can never meet somewhere in the middle and we can never become friends. We've realized over these last couple of weeks that none of that really matters. That's not important. That's not what we should focus on. There's much more things of importance of how we can do for each other and help for each other. I'd like to believe that many of us learned over these last couple of weeks how important tefillah is, how important tehillim is, how important learning is. I think our whole value system perhaps changed for the better. What we used to think was not so important, we used to dive in on the go and on the fly, and we'd say tehillim when someone was having a surgery. Now we realize how the Sefer tehillim is our real best friend. How important it is in our life, how close it is to us. I think we also learned how, how learning and diving better and being better to each other makes a world of a difference. And these all came about from this terrible, horrific situation in Eretz But I think it gave us the chance and the ability to revalue life. What really matters? What should we be focusing on? What should we be doing with our money? Where should we spend our money? How should we spend our money? What should we do with our free time? It gave us an entire new value system of what's important and what's not. Avram Avinu teaches us in this week's parish that the money, yes, money can be used for great things and it should be used. And I think a lot of you didn't realize now where their money can go. It's unbelievable. Many wealthy donors who have been donating their money to some of these colleges, very, very Ivy League, very expensive, fancy Ivy League colleges and realized, unfortunately, that their money was going to people who don't like them. And now they're going to use their money. And I heard this from reported. They're going to give their money now to Chabad centers or Hillel's on campus. They realize where their money is going. Sometimes we don't realize we waste money and it can be going to such better places. People are giving stucca and they're spending and they're giving and they're doing because our entire value system had a little bit of a shock this month. We realize now what's really important and the chesed that we do and the tehillim that we say and all the good that we do. I want to share with you an amazing story that, that uh, I, I just came across this week. It's really unbelievable. It's really an eye-opener for many of us to understand the value system that we live in. There was a yeshiva bach who went to visit a friend of his in the Barzili hospital in Eretz Yisrael. His friend was ill. He went to visit him. And in the bed next to his friend was a soldier, an Israeli soldier that was injured in combat. And next to the Israeli soldier was the Israeli soldier's friend. 
And the Israeli soldier's friend turns to the yeshiva bacher and he asks him the very, very famous question soldiers have been asking Haredi boys for many years. Why are you not in the army? Why are you not serving in the front lines? So the yeshiva bacher said, I am very much doing for the army. I have an adopted soldier. I am davening and I'm learning at every schus that I do in the yeshiva. I'm using that to help this soldier. This Israeli fellow was somewhat taken aback. Maybe he wasn't familiar with this program. Or maybe he was skeptical of the even in such a program. He said, really? Everything you do, you adopt a soldier, you have a soldier's name that you pray and learn for. What's the soldier's name? So he tells him his name is Ida Yehuda ben Karen. The injured soldier laying in the bed turns white. He says, that's my name. Lo and behold, this yeshiva bachu who they never met before has been davening this entire time for this soldier who's lying now in bed. You can imagine the room and the feel. You can imagine the feeling in the room, what everyone is thinking. So the Israeli soldier's friend turns to the yeshiva bacher and says, Hey, you didn't do such a good job. Because if you're learning and diving with such a great merit, how did he get injured? So the yeshiva bacher, thinking quick on his feet, said, Well, he's still alive. He didn't die. We don't exactly understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch But don't forget, don't realize, don't stop to know that I'm still diving and learning in his merit. Then the yeshiva bacher turns to the soldier who's injured. And they start to converse, they start to talk a little bit. And it comes out something unbelievable. The yeshiva bacher finds out from this soldier exactly what time he got injured. And he got injured at 4.40 p.m. in the afternoon. And the yeshiva bacher says, you know, I try to be on time for Seder. And during those minutes, I'm usually learning. But on that day that you got injured at 4.40, I was late. I wasn't there. And that's why this happened. Can you imagine to realize how powerful our learning is? Every minute and every second could be protecting the life of someone else. It changes our entire value system. It changes that we are doing something so important with our learning and with our davening. We speak about this many times and it's always worth to remind ourselves. We are in a team with chayalats, with, with the soldiers. We are a team. They're, they're fighting on the front lines and we're fighting over here. But we need to do our part. We need to be able to answer, yes, I did my part. And if we come late and we slack off, we're not doing our part. But it reminds us how hush of our learning is. Our learning here in America... Thousands of miles away, for, uh, miles away from the combat zone. Our learning, our chesed, our davening makes a difference. It gives us a new value, a new appreciation for every minute of learning, every hour of learning, every kapitol tehillim that we say, it changes our entire outlook. It changes our value system. And that's what our Mavinu taught us in this week's parasha. We need to sometimes re-look, re-evaluate what's important and what is not important. We had a similar idea like this right after covid after COVID, when we were finally able to make simchas again, many people started to realize it's not about how much money you spend on a simcha, it's not how many thousands of people you have at the simcha. What's really important is just people being able to get together. My father would often say, and he's, he's 100% right, if only that feeling would have lasted after COVID. And unfortunately, we fell back into the traps of before COVID, and we forgot about that, and we went back to the very lavish, very expensive, very big, showing off. I hope and I pray that we don't forget from this story about our values. We don't forget and remind, and we don't forget that we are partners with Achenu B'nai Yisrael. We don't forget that our differences should not separate us or divide us. I hope we don't forget what's really important. We don't forget what's valuable and what's perhaps less valuable. Mr. Hashem, we should continue davening and learning for the protection of Klai Yisrael. We should be able to say honestly and confidently 
they will be an equal partner with our Achenim B'nai Yisrael. But Hashem, Hashem should watch over them, Hashem should protect them, Hashem should protect us. We should be zechit together as one wholesome team of us and Achenu B'nai Yisrael. Be together, present, when we greet Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.